Hi, I'm Hilary Hess. You're listening to A Helping of Happiness. This podcast is for busy moms like me who have a full life and are constantly finding themselves in a balancing act. I definitely do not have it all together, but I hope that sharing the things that I have learned as a mom of seven kids and the things that you will hear from the guests that I have on will be things that will really inspire and help us all to be a little bit better and give us all some fresh ideas and have a little bit of fun while we're at it. Hey, welcome to Helping of Happiness, episode number 93. We are very lucky today to have Kristen Duke on with us today. Kristen is going to talk with us all about our teenagers and how to love them better, how to support our teenagers more, and why this is so important to her. She is declaring this year the year of the teenager, and I'm sure that you're going to have so much fun listening to why that is and all the things that she wants to wants to do with this year. Kristen, just so you can know a little bit background behind her, she's a podcaster and she has a parenting podcast called Beyond Good Intentions. She also has a podcast for teens called Fist Bump. She's a popular Instagrammer where she talks about parenting and her handle there is at Kristen Duke Chats. And then she also has a blog, which includes her photography. She is just the jack of all trades. And that is Kristen Duke Photography. So I am really excited for you to hear her. And I hope that you'll share this with a friend that might also be struggling with a teenager. And as always, if you're loving this, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. Okay, here's Kristen. Hey, Kristen, how are you? I'm fabulous. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you can come on. We're so lucky to have Kristen Duke on here from Beyond Good Intentions podcast. And I really love your Kristen Duke chats that you do on Instagram. So Kristen, tell us us a little bit about your family. Tell us a little about you and your business and what you do. And then we're going to get into talking all about teenagers today. Okay. Excellent. Yes. I, I have the hardest time wrapping things up in a nutshell. I'm such a <laughs> like, detail-oriented storyteller kind of person. So whenever anybody tells me that, I'm like, okay, what? Think, come on, be concise, be brief. And oh, I'm, not, I'm not always so great at that. Um, I live in Austin, Texas. I am a mother to four wonderful children. I like to say I've got three teens and a teenager right now. She's, she's my preteen and she's kind of my sassiest. So she's got some good spunk for so she's practically a teenager. Don't you and, feel like part um, of that's when they're hanging around all the teenagers and they're younger, like they have to prove something to the to I think there's something, something in that. She's the youngest. She has to prove something. But I think she just like, their friends come over and she just jumps right in like she's one of them. And I'm like, remember, if you don't want your siblings to be annoyed with you and let you hang around, simmer <laughs> down a couple notches. And she's like, okay, because she loves hanging with their friends and they're a good sport about letting her stay around. Yeah, we're in Austin, Texas, from Texas. I was born in Houston. My husband's from California, and this is where we've raised our family so far. We're, we're kind of looking at maybe somewhere along the line going somewhere else. We're not necessarily set here for life, but open to the adventure of all that. But um, Dallas would be really nice. You can Dallas? come up to Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just make the rounds all around the great Texas. <laughs> come north. Come north. Yes, it's a good spot. Um, but yeah, I started my, you know, I, I always 
thought when I, I went to college, I got my degree in family and human development. And I thought, I want to be a mom. That's all I want to do. I want to raise kids. I don't want to work. The idea of a nine to five sounds horrible. Then I have to actually get up and get dressed every day. And so like having kids and stay at home was like a dream for me. I just kind of hang around in my pajamas. And like, I loved early motherhood with the young kids. And there, there were definitely challenges, especially I remember with my first, we were in grad school and we didn't have any money and I was living in a ghetto apartment and I was by myself and I was like, there's nobody to talk to. I mean, this baby's cute and all, but I need some conversation. And so I really looked forward to, you know, once a week going to a little play date. And that's something that even throughout the years until my youngest went to school, I was kind of the organizer of a play date for years and years, 10 plus years, because everyone else was like, yeah, it seems like a good idea, but I don't know, you know, and I was like, no, I live for my Wednesday park day where we get together and the kids play and we talk. And that's kind of what I feel like I've morphed into a little bit in having a podcast and talking about teenagers, because I feel like I miss that. I miss that once a week sitting around and chatting about how to parent and, you know, brainstorming about this is what's going on in my child's life. And, you know, what would you do? And so I feel like that happens less as the kids get older, A, because we're all doing different things. A lot of my friends have gone into the workforce since their kids have gone into school. And B, it's harder to talk more publicly about what's going on with our teenagers because it becomes a lot more sensitive and a little bit more personal and they're older and they get it and they want their privacy and just, just so many things that go along with it. So I've kind of formed this business that started with photography and taking pictures and having a photo business where I do family pictures into a lifestyle website. And now it's kind of in the past two or three years has morphed into parenting discussions. And so that's kind of what my Instagram and my podcast are all circled around is parenting and more specifically preparing for and parenting teenagers and, and just all of the discussions that happen from there and talking about different topics that are dealing with our preteens and our teens and the difficult things that they're going through. So how's that for a nutshell? You know what? I actually really love that because I feel like you put so many things that I've been thinking through the years into perfect words that I never really thought about before oh, good. because I feel the same way as far as the park dates and everything. I still have, because I have so many kids, because I have the seven kids, I still have two at home, Little ones, but yeah. I feel like we've kind of gone over potty training a lot with our discussions. Right. You yep, know what I'm I good. mean? Don't need that anymore. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I really am interested in more of the teen discussion. I have one daughter that's off in college and graduated. So that's not you know, that that's new territory and I'm figuring out teen boys and I love that you're talking about teenagers. So that's a whole other group of discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I want to hear all about your year of the teenager that you've been talking about lately and just like this new movement you've got going. So Yes. I just declared it. I was like, I'm not going to wait for anybody else to make a day. I am deciding. I'm declaring. I am creating a movement. And my husband's like, movements kind of have to like naturally form. No, I'm creating it. I'm starting it right here, right now. I just decided, you know, it's so funny because I've, I've been talking about parenting teens more specifically in the past six months to 12 months. And as I've kind of narrowed it down, not just to parenting, but to parenting teens, I've found, you know, it's hard to talk about it. People are nervous to talk about it. I've just found that there's just a good amount of negativity around just the word teenagers. I think about a year ago, I did like a little poll on Instagram and I said, what, what do you first think of? Actually, it was two years ago. I made a little video and I I forgot about this. Um, 
and, and it's kind of a, I, sometimes I get emotional talking about this, but I remember two years ago, there was a school shooting and, um, you know, everyone gets nervous about that. Everyone, you know, hears about those things, whether it's at school or whether it's at a Walmart or somewhere else, you know, it's stressful and you start to kind of question life around you. And, and one of my teenagers said, it's just so frustrating because our teachers treat us like we're idiots. And what do they expect from us? What do they expect when they're talking to us like we're idiots? You know, in turn, it makes a lot of teenagers like on the defensive, kind of like he basically was saying, well, yeah, that's why there's teenagers going and shooting up places because kind of the sentiment to me was teachers and therefore lots of adults look at them like they're idiots already. And so that really struck a chord with me. And I really felt sad about that, that it wasn't something that we had ever talked about before, but I kind of stopped to realize. And as I looked around and I thought, yeah, there's this negative connotation about just teenagers in general. What's the deal here? Like, I get it. It's a hard time in life. And as parents, we're trying to help them. And a lot of times, you know, there's, there's teens don't want to hear it. They're rolling their eyes for whatever reason, they're slamming doors, you know, kind of the things that are associated. So I did this poll and I said, what is the first word that you think of when you hear the word teenager? And I made a little video and my kids helped me make it. And it was like a high percentage, like 85% of the responses were negative. Okay. So you hear that. And like, when they know that they're hearing that they're hearing mm -hmm. adults, teachers, parents, whatever, they're hearing these negative words. They're hearing the things and like, what does it do to their mindset when they already kind of are on the defensive, when they already feel like people think that they're idiots, you know, what message are we sending as adults by kind of mocking them and making fun of this stage? Yeah. It's a hard stage in life. Why do we have to mock them and make it that much harder? Can't we do something about it to make it a little bit easier? So I feel like this quote movement that I'm doing is kind of multifaceted of let's just stop the negativity in general. A, let's stop like blanket statement calling all teenagers horrible, terrible, moody, whatever. Maybe they are, but do we need to call them out on it? And then, and then as just a more personal parenting situation, there's a lot of hard things that parents are going through. And, and I, I don't expect people to be like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. My daughter just rolled her eyes at me or slammed the door. You know, and uh, so I've had several people comment to me of, I'm going through some hard stuff. I don't know, like, like kind of annoyed almost at the idea of being positive when there's such hard things. And, and I'm also saying, I'm not just saying suck it up. I'm saying that the way you think in your head is how you're going to respond. And then they're going to respond back to that in not such a positive way. And so just trying to kind of flip, flip it from a more negative thought to maybe more positive, like let's focus on the positive, which for different groups of people respond are responding to that differently. So I'm trying to figure out how to talk to those multiple groups of people. And so I feel like I'm super excited about it, but then I'm realizing, oh, I, I actually have, I have more to this that I need to work on that I need to help people with than I originally kind of realized, but I'm excited and like ready for the challenge to, to address the people that are hurting and not just the people who are kind of like on the fence already. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know, lots of things. So did I answer the question, the movement? It's just, I think I kind of 
said, um, January 31st, I'm declaring like the last day of every month as a day that we kind of focus. And I'm going to give some actionable steps of something that people can do. So I'm saying, whether you have a teenager, do this. If you don't have a teenager in your life, I encourage you to mentor a teenager. What teenager wouldn't need another adult, whether they have a good example as a parent or not, to offer them encouragement, to, to do things to, to help kind of lift their burdens just a little bit and to just to show that we care and that we understand that they're going through hard things. So um, I've kind of made a list of just some different things that we can do in small ways to just say, hey, I'm here for you. And instead of always being on the reactive of what our teenagers are doing, doing something specific and proactive and kind of helping people. Um, Cause I think we all want to be proactive, but we get busy with the day-to-day -day things and the overwhelm of life. And um, so just kind of, I, I have these t-shirts that say we were all teenagers once. And um, part of it is just as, as adults reminding ourselves, listen, we were all teenagers let's, let's take a step back. We know that we get how hard it was. Maybe they don't fully get it that we, you know, that we were there once. Um, but just helping them to realize like declaring to the teenagers, look, we're on your side. We want, we want to help you. And so I've been excited for the people that are like ready to join this movement with me. It makes me happy ready to rally in and jump yes. in and cheerlead and all the things, right? Yes. Yes. Cheerlead. And so, yeah, part of it is cheerleading and part of it I'm, I'm realizing, and, and it's hard for me because I have had a fairly positive experience with my teenagers and, but I want to be sensitive to the fact that not everybody has, mm -hmm. and I want to help them learn how to rally as well, even when they're coming from a place of hurt as a response from their teens. Yeah, no, I love that. I want to I want to go back to your t-shirts because I love the words that you have on this t-shirt. Do you mind just Thank telling you. us because you have I mean I'm trying to describe it on the air. So you have the it's kind of like this blue background in the back right. and in the blue background there's all these really great words. So do you mind telling us just a little bit about those words and kind of where you came up with those things and oh my gosh oh my gosh so you know what's so funny is I have been so excited about this and you know in December I kind of took a month off of doing the podcast and just you know just decompressing like a lot of people do and I had been planning to do my first podcast episode well I guess it's today January 8th and I've made a plan for what I want to talk about I basically mapped out the whole year of different teen topics that I wanted to talk about and all this stuff. And so we had gone. And to that's pretty cabin. impressive. I just have oh, to say that. <laughs> no, I am not organized. And what's really helpful. My dad is a great business mastermind and he came in November and I was like, well, this is what I really want to do. So he kind of helped me map it out. So it really was just having somebody help sit me yeah. down with, sit down with me and help me figure that all out. But just talking about topics that are pertinent to teenagers and you know, that would be helpful. So I did all this and like, two days after Christmas, our family goes to a little cabin and we just go play games and we walk around and I don't, I don't do anything, you know, like this, but I've just been thinking like, it's on my mind a lot, you know, like this teenager stuff is on my mind a lot. And, um, I really, I want to make a difference and I feel so small sometimes. And I feel like I'm trying and, you know, I'm very prayerful about this. And, you know, I, I started a teen podcast last year because my heart wants to reach teenagers and wants to just help soften this 
feeling between teens. Like, I just want to just, it's, it's such a big thing to ask to just change the world, right? Like, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> Why can't it just change already? Come on. <laughs> and I've had so many different things that have kind of like, and I've been frustrated because I'm like, I know what I want to do, but I don't know how to get there. And I feel like I've tried these things and I, you know, I just, and I, and I have been really prayerful and it was just a random thing. We were at this cabin on a Friday night and my husband had gone to bed and I think I was watching a movie with my daughter and you know, said goodnight to her. And I just really just, it, I mean, it, it was a simple thing. And I just was prayerful at the end of the night, just kind of constantly saying like, you know, trying to just kind of prepare for January and starting anew and starting fresh. And, um, and I could not sleep that night. And I, my brain was racing. I laid down and I was like, I am like, I'm like a champion sleeper. Like I usually lay my head on the pillow and I'm out and I'm just like, sometimes I brag about it. And sometimes I'm like, don't brag about it because then it's going to stop, you know, but I could not sleep and my head was racing. And I just like, I went into the bathroom and I took my phone that I didn't have paper with me. I'm right. in this cabin and I'm just like typing. I'm like, fine. I just need to purge all these thoughts on my phone. And I just typed it all out. And I was like, I need to like, I need to do something major and like declare and say something. And so I kind of just like came up with this, um, you know, I think just the year of the teenager is kind of what came out first. And then I was like, I need to make a t-shirt. I need to be, and this was like December 27th, 7th. (laughs) It was January 1st that I literally was like declaring with my made t-shirt on. So December 27th, I have a girl in town that I, um, I, it helps me make t-shirts. We've made family t-shirts before in the past. And I said, is there any way you can help me last minute? She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm out of town. I'm like, shoot, I got to figure something else out. And I got to do this quick. And I don't design much. I have a designer that I hired with stuff. And I'm like, it's Christmas break. It's the week between Christmas and New Year's. Like everybody's off right now, you know? And so I emailed my designer. I said, is there any way you can help me, you know, like figure something out? And she's like, I can do it this one day. And it was like, two days later and just like a couple of hours. So I'm like, okay, I had like 48 hours. I had to figure out like, what am I going to put on a t-shirt now? Okay. So I talked with my family and I was like, I don't know. Like, I want to say I love teenagers, but people are going to see it as like pedophile-ish, you know, like it can be misconstrued sometimes. But then I was like, but that's like, yeah, I want something that's like catchy and new and fresh, but that like sends a message. So I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to ask my Instagram people. I had like five different things in mind. And really like the, I did a, another poll and I probably only had like 20, maybe 25 people respond, which was enough, but like not even everybody, like it was totally split. If I had 25 people, five people said that they liked this, five people said that they liked this. It was totally split, but just the process of doing it kind of like and thinking it over and talking it over with my husband and kids who are really great at helping me talk things through. I was like, we were all teenagers, but I, and I liked that, but I was like, but there has to be more to it. So that's like the main statement. But what I really wanted was the adults wearing it, thinking like, not just we were all teenagers, but like, what can we do about it? And so the words that are kind of subtle and kind of, you got to look closely in the t-shirt, like kind of the hidden words are kind of revolve around a podcast that I did earlier in the year called preserve the relationship. And I feel like that's a statement that I have said over and over and I've dissected, like, what does preserve mean? Like we think about strawberry jam and we make preserves, but it's also like a life preserver and it's like rescue. So I think of the words that preserve means to me. And that's like the overarching message that I want all parents to think about 
when they're thinking about parenting their teens is how they can best preserve. And preserve can mean, you know, be soft, be gentle, be respectful. Let's see, I actually pulled it up. You probably, I don't, do you have it in front of you? I was thinking, oh, I need to pull up this design. So I'm pulling it up right now as, as yeah, we're okay. Defend, safeguard, protect, all of these words that come back to preserve. Shield, um, save, uh, what are some, inspire, comfort, encourage, whatever preserve means or whatever it is, the things that we want, those are kind of the subtle words in the background of the blue on the shirt that's like, we need these reminder words. We need, as adults, we need these encouraging words to remind us what they need from us. And so that's kind of, I was super excited when I was like, yes, it's like a statement word, but it's got this hidden message. And so anyway, I was super excited. My designer helped me whip it out. Like we were on the phone for an hour back and forth. And then like, she helped me do it like on a Saturday night. And then Monday morning, I went to a local print shop, printed it, took a picture with it Tuesday morning. And then Wednesday morning, it was like, bam, New Year's Day. Let's do this. It's New Year's Day. We're starting this right here, right now. So that's, that that's a long really story. Awesome. Were, you, were you wanting that really long story? <laughs> I did want that story because I did, because I love, I mean, there's even some of those other words you have on there, like safeguard and validate and empathize. And I think that those are all things that we just kind of get in our run of the mill life. And we forget that they're just like us. We need all those things as well. I mean, I can, I can be pretty surly and grouchy too. Sure. Even as adults, we need people to remember all of those things when it comes just human behavior. We need Mm -hmm. to be reminded of all of those things, but for some reason, parents and teenagers have this major friction of parents wanting to tell their kids what to do and the teens wanting to do what they want to do. And so it's, it's a little bit extra crucial to remember those things during this time for, for the parent teen relationship, I feel like. And so that's kind of where it all began. And um, so, yeah, my hope is to just kind of help, help, help that relationship thrive maybe a little bit better as we focus on it this year. So what are some of your ideas for where we start? How do we change our own narrative? Like what are some things that we can start doing now? With our own teenagers? Yeah. Well, I feel like they, they, you hear it a lot, listen and validate. And yeah, 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 we know, we know what that means. But when you're in the moment, it's hard. It and is so hard, those are kind especially of the when most... they're prattling about something that feels really just insubstantial. <laughs> right. And so you think about your kids, like I remember with the kids with toddlers, right? They're, they, like my kids loved Legos or Pokemon or something that I had zero interest in. I did not care, but they say like, listen to what they have to say. Like if you don't listen when they're younger, if you don't listen to those silly details when they're preteens, they're not going to want to tell you when they're teenagers. So if they are telling you things that even though they seem insignificant to you, listen and validate, don't ever say, oh yeah, just wait till you get into the adult world. Like nobody, nobody wants to hear that. They just want to hear that stinks. I'm, I'm sorry you had a day like that. I, that, that is really frustrating. Those are the things that they need to hear. They don't need to hear negativity around, well, that's not even that big of a deal. Like they don't need to hear that's not a big deal because it is a big deal to them. Mm -hmm. So I think listen and validate is kind of one thing that helps a lot. And one of my favorite parenting books that I know they make a teen version, but I've actually never looked at it is how to talk. So kids will listen and listen. So kids will talk. (laughs) And I learned a lot because I'm a talker. I'm a fixer. I'm a want to solve problems. 
and I haven't handled it well for a long time. And I've really tried to change it within myself of like my teens come home and they're frustrated with something that their friend did. And I want to be like, well, you shouldn't be friends with them anymore. That's not what they want to hear. And I've said that before. And my kids have then turned around and defended their friends. And I'm like, oh, okay. All they want to hear is like, my friend did this. It was annoying. And they're done. And I want to be like, I want to hold a grudge against the friend. No, we're like ready to go to war for the kids. Tell them (laughs) you should stand up for yourself. And you know what? They just, they'll figure it out. And I've really tried to listen more than I've talked and, and, and ask them, do you, do you want to hear a suggestion? Because I have got, I've gotten my mama bear coming out when I hear about their frustrations and, so I've had to really train myself to just listen. And, and what that book taught me is just like respond with a word. Oh, oh, that's frustrating. You know, respond with empathy that that's a lot of all they need. Yeah. So I think also, so that's kind of one seemingly simple, but, but a challenging thing to do because we're, we're changing our behavior. Um, another thing is finding ways to connect and I think for me, I always thought connecting was asking them about their day. What did you do today? What did you do? They don't want to hear a ton of questions. I like to hear, I like to ask a lot of questions and I like to hear a lot of answers. And I've really tried to train myself also to connect in ways that don't require talking, <laughs> which is unnatural for me. And so I really tried to focus on the connecting things of um, maybe it's a back scratch um, if they'll let it, some teens might not like that so much, not want to be touched, connecting in ways like as simple as a family movie. I used to be like, whatever, that's not really connecting. That's watching TV and that's everyone's just an excuse for connecting. But my mind has changed for that. The idea of just sitting together and just laughing and enjoying something together where you're all in the same space, I think sends a family togetherness signal. I'm a big fan of family dinners. Everyone says, oh, I don't have time. There's too many activities. Yeah, it's important to make time for that, to find time, whether it's a family dinner or whether it's a family breakfast or whenever you can do it, more than just once a week, um, sitting together and just enjoying each other's company that doesn't have an agenda. I, I'm big on agendas. I'm like, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. I want to make sure this is covered. And I have to remind myself to just kind of chill and to just, um, maybe we can, I, my agenda can be connecting in ways like going out for ice cream or um, finding a song that like I've, my, my daughters have enjoyed TikTok and making up dances and we've connected as they've taught me dances and we kind of do it performing and doing them together. And I'm grateful that they want to do that. And I've heard some people say, Oh, my teens would never want to do that with me. We'll find something that they enjoy and ask them about it. If they love, my boys love video games on their phones. And I was like, that looks like a terrible use of time, but they love it and they decompress. And, and so I would ask them, so what is it exactly that's going on this game? And they would explain it to me and they tell me about it. I don't care about a video game, but I cared that they cared. And so I tried to find something that they loved and have them tell me about it. Cause everyone likes to talk about what they like. Yes. Yes. So find something that they like. And even if you know about it, play dumb. If it's sports, if it's something that you maybe know about or don't know about, allow them to explain it in their words. And that's another way of connecting. I think that's wonderful. Cause it's really easy for me to tune out when they start talking about fantasy football. <laughs> for sure. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is a conversation your dad would definitely enjoy a lot more than I would. For I sure. Have no idea who any of these people are that you're talking about, but 
But, right. it is but if you said, hey, who's right winning? Now, their favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Who's, who's up? Who's in the lead? You yeah. know, a couple, you know, a couple of basic things enough. I don't know about it either, but I know that they do it. You know, a couple of basic things that you can ask questions to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. that and I think that's just a good reminder because I think we forget to ask about those kinds of things. Yeah because they aren't as important to us and we forget how important they really are to those kids. Right. Okay. So what are, what are there any other ways you can think of that we can support our teens that have kind of been on your mind? Allowing them the space to, I've been thinking a lot about rebellion. I think a lot of people see the word associate. Maybe that's one of the words that people associate with teenagers that are rebellious. And I think kind of just looking at it, maybe not instead of rebellion, I'm all about like connotations with words and semantics. Like a rebellion feels fairly harsh. Are they really rebelling when they say they don't want to go to a movie with the family? Are they really rebelling when they're rolling their eyes? Are they really rebelling when they're slamming the door? I think they just are trying to find a way to be heard. And sometimes people want to make their own path. And a lot of adults have a certain way that we think things are supposed to be done and giving them space in seemingly small things. Like maybe they're rolling their eyes at you. Like I don't think you need to make a big deal of it. You can say, you know, that hurts my feelings, but I think we need to just let some things go that are fairly insignificant. And then I'm a big fan of not talking in the moment. Like, okay, they rolled your eyes. That's not the moment to say that's really disrespectful. That's really rude. I don't appreciate it. Do you know all the things that I do for you? That's not the time for it. I think when they roll their eyes, you can say, that was hurtful. End it there. An hour later, a day later, say, hey, I wanted to talk about when you rolled your eyes at me. That, it makes me feel sad because I feel like, you know, don't make it about yourself. You know, make it about just how, you, that it hurts your feelings and say, I'd like to better understand what it is that I can do to better communicate with you. But so I think just kind of having something aside from the heated part of the discussion makes a difference because everyone's calmed down. Don't ever say calm down. Nobody likes to be told to calm yeah, down. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> but when things are calm, kind of have that intentional conversation and say, I just want you to know that I think, I think, I don't think teens want to make people angry. I don't think they want to hurt people's feelings. When it happens, I think they have a hard time coming back from it. And I think if we can apologize to them when we mess up and make mistakes, I've apologized to my kids so many times. Oh, me too. And I feel, sometimes I feel like it's trite, right? Like, I feel like I just apologized for this like a week ago and here I am apologizing for it again. But I think they need to hear that. And I think that sets an example to them of, I feel like the old, the parenting uh, saying or whatever, 20, 30, I don't know, maybe five years ago was I want, I want my kids to think I'm perfect. We don't like parents didn't want their kids to think that they didn't have it all together because they thought that it wasn't credible somehow. But I feel like if we can admit our faults and let our kids know, listen, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to parent a teenager just at the same time as you're trying to figure out how to be a teenager. So please be patient with me and please help me to know, like, I would love to hear what you think I could do differently or they could help you like be teachable and, and let your kids know that you're teachable. And I think that they, I, I like to think that they, this is a blanket statement because I've experienced it with my kids. I think as I've shown humility and told them I'm imperfect, 
I think they give me grace. And I think that teenagers in general will offer more grace if we can let them know that we're, we're still trying to figure things out as well. No, I love that because I feel this, I feel like that with any relationship that I have, if, if I have them held up on a pedestal, I don't feel as connected to them. You know, I don't, I don't feel like they, they get me, understand me and all of my flaws because they just do everything right all the time. So how could they understand what I'm going through when I'm struggling with these different things? Right. And, and be open to flaws even outside of parenting. I've, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I don't want to tell my kids what I did to rebel when I was a teenager. It's going to give them ideas. Well, you know, you can be careful with that. But I think saying whether you're telling them about a teenage moment or whether you're telling them about a moment aside from parenting where you messed up, I think they need to hear we're human and that we're messing up and and it puts, puts us more on the same level. I believe in mm-hmm. being on the same level as my kids. I don't want them to put me on a pedestal and I don't mm-hmm. think I'm on a pedestal with them. I think I'm here to help them navigate, you know, rough waters. And, and I, and I appreciate when they, like, I, I mentioned something in my video where uh, I was talking about the movement is my kids help me when I'm frustrated about things and they, they see me frazzled and they'll be like, mom, come give me a hug. And that's things that I've done for them Yeah. when I've seen they've been frazzled. And I appreciate that, that they get it, that I'm, I'm just like them. I'm human. And I, I have things that I'm sad and stressed out about also. And I think we have that give and take. And so I, I, I like the idea of being on the same plane as them and not having a pedestal situation. And I think a lot of uh, adults have a hard time rectifying that because they want respect or they don't want to be their child's best friend because then they're going to this and that. And I'm like, I want to be my kid's best friend. I don't know about you, but I feel like we have pretty set expectations and rules, but we don't have so many that they're feeling like they can't do anything. There's a few things that we're feel very, very strongly about and kind of all the little things like we can let, we can let some little things go. We don't need to be so hard nosed and we don't have to have a punishment or grounding or a major consequence for every little thing. Let's allow them some grace and room to make mistakes without feeling like they have to have punishments every, every, every single time. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, and I, as you were talking about, you know, kind of including them on the things that you, my kids love hearing about every dating disaster that I had when I was, all the stupid things that I did when my husband and I were dating, you know, and they just think it's so funny, you know, but they let, it's like an inside joke. They love being included on that kind of stuff. For sure. I love that. And then when they're dating, they're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. Don't spit a loogie on the guy's foot that you're dating. (laughs) Yes. I love that. And you know, it's funny when my boys were dating, I told them, listen, just FYI, when I was a teenager, I was super fickle. I liked a boy one week. Oh yeah. Like him another week. And that had nothing to do with him. And so that's very possible that that's going to happen with you (laughs) as girls. And I feel like it helped them get through some things that maybe they didn't understand because I said, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. I didn't, it didn't make sense to me when I was going through it. Just know that it's kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So, and I, yeah, I told him about getting over somebody after liking them for a week and I felt bad, but it was just, that's how it works sometimes. And it's part of being the teen years of, of getting to know different people and yeah, I could talk about dating. That could be a whole other podcast. I know. Maybe we need to get back together and do dating later. <laughs> oh, I love talking about that too. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's tell the audience everywhere we can find you. I'd love for you to tell me the name of your teen podcast that you have, as well as everywhere else that you're at on social media and your own podcast as well. All right. You know, it's so funny. I've got so many different names. Let's see if I can remember <laughs> them all. Um, so Kristen Duke chats is my Instagram name where I feel like it's kind of my hub for everything. And I talk about the podcast discussions there. I talk about the topic of the week and I love it because it's a community that I've tried to build of people sharing their commentary and their experiences as well. And I, a lot of um, more personal things people will share with me through an instant message or direct message and then I'll hide their names and then reshare it. And I feel like that's really been beneficial as people are kind of going through hard things and we talk about hard topics that, you know, I feel grateful that they can trust me with that information because I know their names and a lot of people I haven't met in person, but I really developed a relationship with people as they've shared personal things. And, and then, there's some really beautiful comments on those. I love, I love those. There really is. And I've been so grateful for it myself as I've learned so much more outside of my own personal experience and really coming from other people in the community has really humanized hard things for me. And I've appreciated that. So that's kind of the hub. My podcast, my parenting podcast is called Beyond Good Intentions. And um, the teen podcast is called the Fist Bump Podcast, because that's kind of what I want the kids to feel is that I'm giving them a fist bump whenever I'm talking <laughs> to them, like you can do this. And so um, the website, I've actually, I now have two websites. Um, kristenduke.com is kind of the website that's newish that's going to be the hub for all things parenting that's for um, both podcasts will be hosted there they're kind of we're kind of integrating them this month but that's kind of where that's where I wrote about all of the the teenager movement and the t-shirt and everything is there and then um, kristendukephotography.com is kind of my lifestyle website where I have talked about a lot of things, but I really love to share holiday ideas and photography tips and all that stuff. That's what's on there. So I think that, did I answer all those questions? Yes. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. And I'll have links to all this in the show notes so that they'll okay. be able to find you super easy. So let's go ahead. And do you mind if we kind of segment into our three helpful and happy questions? Yes. Let's hear it. Okay. So this kind of ties in with the web, with our website, because our website co covers food, travel and homemaking as well as hosting our podcast archive. So let's start out with what is your favorite food or meal? Okay. Favorite food or meal. Oh, I don't, you know, food's delicious. I love ordering <laughs> pizza. I like not having to make pizza. We get Domino's probably once a week. I love oatmeal. I have a new discovery for oatmeal for breakfast. It has to be like a perfect, it is hard to find that perfect consistency of oatmeal. <laughs> Okay. So do you like, cause there's a big, you know, difference. Are you a steel cut oats oatmeal person or are you like a quick oats oatmeal person? So I actually use old fashioned oats. So neither. Okay. Third, but, the third um, kind. <laughs> I think I, I found a recipe that uses a peanut butter um, powder. Yes. That's what I use. Really great consistency. And I'm like, ah, oh, I never knew how much I like oat. my husband would make oatmeal and it was like cereal. And I'm like, they're like floating around in water. Like that's not, that's not how I eat oatmeal. So yes, I do really love oatmeal. Um, I love making a delicious lasagna for dinner. I love, I do enjoy Italian food. I was a couple weeks ago, I was craving and made like a lobster ravioli. Mm. So, you know, 
that stuff. Those are some of my favorites. Um, yum, yum. Yeah. Okay. So what is the best trip you've ever gone on or your dream vacation? One or the other. Mm, or both? I do love traveling also. And that this is a very challenging question to answer because I, I have made it a priority to travel in my life and I take advantage of opportunities. I go, I like to take my family and we go and I've gone places individually. Um, but I mean, my favorite trip is just always going somewhere new with my family that I haven't been before. Like I love exploring new places a few years ago. So we live right in the middle of Texas. We drove, I wanted to go to snow, but Colorado felt far and all these other places. And so we drove to Taos, New Mexico and, um, we just had this beautiful experience. I love renting houses and just kind of taking my family away from the world for a few days. That's like my dream is just to go to a bunch of different places. I love new cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Ghana. My parents were missionaries in Ghana and we visited them as a family. And that was a wow. real experience because I love new cultures. I love meeting people. It's not so much destination. Like I do love a good photo op, but to me, it's more about meeting people in new places that I love. And so I guess, I don't know. I don't even know of a dream. I've wanted to go to Ireland. Um, but I did. Yeah. Taking my family to Ghana and then London, we had a layover was a really special experience because it was the first time they'd all gone out of the country and it was a big deal. And it was two weeks. Some were totally different. Yes. Yeah. So that's probably been my favorite experience with my family is just being able to have that, um, cultural experience, uh, when we were able to do that, that was four years ago. So awesome. Yeah, it was really great. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna have to put Ghana on my list and Ireland yeah. is sounding really, really good too. <laughs> yes, Ireland does sound fun for sure. <laughs> okay, so our last one, do you have a homemaking hack for us? And you told me at the beginning you weren't gonna tell I me to get the question. So I'm I was, on pins and needles. I was keeping you in suspense. <laughs> okay, it's also semi-embarrassing. So maybe that's why it's such a great hack. I am not a great house cleaner. And, you know, I know how to like make my house look presentable. Like it's fairly presentable. I think, I think everyone's houses is like within 20 minutes of like having guests over, right? Like I, we try to keep our living spaces fairly presentable. And I feel like a good solid 20 minutes for my family of six to clean up gives us to a pretty presentable spot. So mopping is something that I've never really done much of and I don't like doing it and so years ago I was at a friend's house and (laughs) saw what she did and I was like that's genius that's amazing I can totally get behind that so what she would do is she would take her um dishwashing soap so like dawn or joy or whatever and she would just kind of like uh sprinkle it around her kitchen floor. So, uh, you know, just so it got a little bit, a little bit here and there. And so then she got a towel, like a, a bath towel and she would get it, um, not soaking wet, but wet enough so that instead of mopping with your hands, you're mopping with your feet, Uh you're kind of walking around the area and kind of getting it sudsy, like my feet are way stronger than my arms. Like my legs, like we have more power with our legs. So just kind of like dragging your feet around to where you could work out too, right? Yeah. It is a good little workout (laughs) dragging your feet around. So, and like you're scrubbing, like if there's a little spot, like you like take your big toe and you're like, okay, working on it really good. Every once in a while you have to bend down and work it with your hand, but it's like, you're basically mopping with a towel. And so then you go around it once 
and get it wet and then you get a dry towel and you kind of go around and, and dry it up. That's my homemaking hack. That's <laughs> such a fun idea. Okay, so we do yeah. something kind of similar where I have the kids put on all my husband's old socks and oh. we've added helmets to this as well because oh. we splash vinegar and water all over and then they like ice skate through all, okay. of, the, all of the water. We haven't I done like that for the a long old time. socks. That's a little easier than Yeah, it's towel. kind of like pippy long stocking style. You know, yeah. we don't have the suds everywhere, but... Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and that's the key. You can't put too much down. You don't want to. Yeah. Too you just have to put the right amount. But yeah, socks is a little easier to kind of manage and control. But I like I the idea of the dish soap. That sounds like it would be well, like yeah. nice and shiny bright. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Go with it. Oh, awesome. Well, Kristen, this has just been such a treat for me to have you on here. I love your talk about teens because I've really been surprised at how much I really enjoy having teens in my home. They've been yeah. so much fun to me. And yeah, we have our times for sure. But right. really, we have more good times than bad times, I'd have to say. And so I love that you're putting this out there and how we need to all just talk a little bit better about them and to them and listen and I well, just appreciate you. you so much for starting this movement that I can just Yay. join along with and not have to be the leader. Of, so. Well, I'm so, I'm so happy to be able to talk about this. I'm excited to share your podcasts in this episode with others because I haven't really been able to talk and express kind of some of the why behind it and kind of mm -hmm. how it all came together for me. So I'm excited to have people hear that a little bit more, but I think my original thought has kind of been preparing for parenting teens. I thought, mm -hmm. if, I feel like there's so many people who are fearful of it that I yeah. thought if you could talk to those people who have kids that are 10, you know, eight to 10, eight to 12, help them to realize, like, I don't want them to be so fearful, help them to realize there are a few tools and things that if you can keep in mind going into this teenage years, I think it will help it run a lot more smooth. So I feel like my message has been a little bit more for preteens, but now that I've kind of put this out there and I've heard from people that are struggling, I've thought, okay, I've got a dual message that I really want to help those that are in the struggle mm -hmm. right now. Um, and the, I think that some of this, the same rules really do apply, but I think it's harder to, to implement when you've already gone through some hard things with your yeah. team. So um, I think I don't, I don't want people to be fearful. I want people to be able to enjoy it and to love it. And, and it's, because it's a it challenge a that I'm up for. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's fun. I mean, they find their sense of humor, you know, they're a lot more independent. You can do things with them and it feels more like you're having an adult conversation rather than just talking to little ones all the time. So it really yeah. is a fun time. It is. There's lots of great things in, in store. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. And we'll link up to all these things in the show notes. And um, I just can't wait to see where you go from, the, from here. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you will come join us a little more in talking about our teenagers and getting together with our community a little bit over at our new Facebook page, Helping of Happiness Friends. We're going to be discussing teenagers this week and would love to hear your input about what has worked for you with your teens or as you're mentoring teens. We can all learn from each other. So thank you so much for being here today and have a fabulous, fabulous day.